0: everyone, welcome to Bavarian Podcast Works. You're with Samrin here today and we are going to go over our 1-0 victory over PSG. As counterintuitive as it sounds, it really does feel like a defeat. So let's go over the game first and then let's think about what the repercussions of this win but this aggregate loss on away goals might have for the club moving forward. So first of all, PSG kept getting players back. We kept losing players. Leon Goretzka did not even make the squad. We did not really have substitution choices aside from young Jamal Musiala on the bench. You saw this when Javi Martinez came on. I bet a lot of us were thinking, wow, what is happening right now? So on the actual game itself, you think Bayern would defend better? No, Bayern does not. Defend. We all know that by now. Kylian Mbappe had a chance as early as the second minute. He was caught offside on the third minute, and it took byron a while to get going. Eric Maxim Chipomoting had his first opportunity on the seventh minute, where he chose to dilly dally with the ball instead of shooting it on target. Um Pava came in uh, And he had an interplay with Zane early on, but we were really going nowhere as a team. Our first shot arrived in the 24th minute, courtesy of Leroy Zane, who put it just centimeters wide. I don't want to say... I think a couple of inches on the other side and that his shot goes in, but... I was happy he was shooting because Byron seemed to be so shot shy on the day. Joshua Kimmich followed up almost immediately with another shot, but of course, Byron left themselves open at the back and Manuel Neuer was digging out save after save. So as the game progressed, PSG looked like themselves, they played some eye-catching stuff. Every chance that they got, they fell on the floor and they rolled around and around and around. Uh, The referee had officiated the final. I thought, between Bayern and PSG last season, I thought that he might have tried to take charge of the diving situation. But of course, with PSG, everyone knows this happens every single game. As the game progressed, you thought PSG would definitely score first. They just looked sharper. They actually looked better than they did in the first leg in Munich, where Bayern had the chances, Bayern had the shots, Bayern did the bad defending. It really fell to Bayern. But, woman, behold, Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting scored his second goal in the tie. And the goal came courtesy of, I would say, Thomas Muller. Kingsley Coman passed to Muller. Muller had the foresight to see Alaba coming in behind him. He passed to David Alaba, who shot. The rebound fell to Choupo, who really, really bravely headed it in. Game on. 0-1. But Bayern almost conceded immediately. Kylian Mbappe was caught offside as he tried to beat Bayern's high line. Alaba took another shot that was really, really close in the 43rd minute. Zane uh, created a chance in the 46th minute. Alaba had another shot right as soon as the second half began. And when I saw that shot, I thought, okay, there is another goal in this. Bayern will score again. But PSG was brave. Di Maria squeezed past Neuer in the 52nd minute and it, all that ball needed was a touch from Neymar for the game to be 1-1 but it didn't go for them. And at this point you really started to think well if nothing is going in for PSG maybe 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 a little bit of luck will fall Bayern's way. Um, Navas Produced a good save in the 61st minute. And in the 70th minute, um, Alfonso Davies went off and Jamal Musiala came on. In the 71st minute, Julian Draxler went off. Can you imagine? Julian Draxler was on the pitch. And somehow, PSG are walking away winners from this tie. Moise Keen came on in the 76th minute. His shot flew over the bar. Um, rather, Moise Keen came on in the 71st minute. and the five minutes that he had, he... He adjusted himself to the forward position in the 76th minute. He blew his chance. Zane's wastefulness continued. He, he, There was a moment toward the end, after Nora had produced yet another save, by the way. Nora was excellent in this tie. When all he needed to do was loop the ball over Navas because Javi Martinez was waiting. And that moment, that moment could have switched the entire tie. I... I've always, always defended Leroy Zane. And I really, really like him. He is absolutely magical to watch. But his decision-making sometimes just makes me want to pull my hair out. He passes when he should shoot. He shoots when he should pass. It's just it's confusing from him. But one thing that was apparent for me throughout the game, as good as PSG were, as organized as their backline was, um, they put in a lot of last-ditch tackles to keep Bayern from scoring a second. I have to say, Brian looked tired. As the match wore on, the flow from Coman, the flow from Zane, everything, everything just seemed labored. The pace was slower than usual. Joshua Kimmich had an uncharacteristically average game. I wouldn't say he was poor, but he, he just wasn't connecting with Zane the way he normally does. Uh, Alphonso Davies, I'd say, had a poor game. Um, he was consistently beaten by his man. And he had a rough time having the type of impact that he had in the first leg. David Alaba, I thought, was very, very good in midfield. And um, Chupo Moting, aside from the goal, I feel could have done more. But there's no point in blaming Chupo for this. Because I feel if you set up a chart where where you label strikers according to their levels, I would think Lewandowski would be absolutely top door, top level. And Chupo would fall probably at least two if not three levels below that we don't really have a backup striker we just have someone to take a couple of minutes off of Lewandowski and no disrespect to Chupo because I thought he really did the best he could I if someone had told me Chupo would score two goals in this tie out of Bayern's three and that Zani wouldn't score um well Goretzka was out um Koman wouldn't score Muller would only score one I would I would have been very very surprised at the end this game came about due to a sequence of events. Let's go back to before uh, the international break when Bayern handily beat VFB Stuttgart 0-4-0. Uh, uh, and in that game, they were just absolutely outstanding. Down to 10 men after Alfonso Davies was sent off very early on with the game at nil nil. Byron somehow managed to just have fun and score four. And at that point, you're looking at Byron, you're thinking this team is hitting top form at the exact right time. And then comes the international break. And then comes Joachim Love. And he decides he wants consistency this time. So in three games against what I would term as Minnows, he fielded Zane and Gnabry and Goretzka and Kimmich. They almost all played the entire matches and, mind you, it didn't stop them from losing embarrassingly to North Macedonia. After all of that happens, a battered and bruised Bayern-German contingent comes back to Hansi Flick. On top of that, Robert Lewandowski, in a very, very unlucky incident, ends up getting injured late on against Andorra in Poland's win over those minnows. it, if things could not get any worse, Bayern had two big games back to back. Upon coming back, they had to play Leipzig and they had to play um, PSG. It is no surprise today that Kimmich did not have the greatest of games. He played the ninety minutes against um, Leipzig. He played. Uh, he played against Union Berlin. He started against Union Berlin on Saturday. He played the game against PSG last week and of course he played the entire contest against PSG today. It's it's really really the international break and the congested scheduling that is partially to blame for Bayern's downfall. Now you could you could say the same thing about any other team. That's what your argument might be. But other national coaches are not like Joachim Love. That's why we got the performance we did from Luca Hernandez today admittedly he did not play um, he did not play as much as the German contingent of Bayern did for Bayern throughout this season but he was fresh and he was up for it and in the second half he really had a great battle against Neymar keeping him out so you know i players are human beings at the end of the day and it is incredibly frustrating for me to sit here and just think about how the sequence of events came about even before a ball was kicked in munich and let's not forget about the snow in munich in april um it just it felt it it felt like Bayern just did not have it in them to overcome yet another obstacle They are mentality monsters. They showed that today. They were in the game till the final whistle. They were not eliminated till the final whistle. But fatigue was definitely a factor in Bayern uh, losing the tie against a fresher, today admittedly sharper PSG. Um, A couple of other things. Another big letdown for Bayern over two legs was Zane's decision-making. Coman was slightly better, not much better, but their decision-making really, really cost them. Bayern's poor corners was another factor. They had so many in the first leg. They had quite a few today in um, seeing them eliminated at the quarter-final stage. And unfortunately, as much as I hate to say this, because this has happened against Real Madrid before, um, losing the first leg really ended this for us. um, You just... You don't concede three away goals at home. You're, you're champions of Germany, you're champions of Europe, you're champions of the world. How are you conceding three goals at home? No matter how strong the opposition is, no matter what your playing philosophy is, you just don't concede three goals at home. That that should not happen. Um, A poor game from Neuer, a poor game from the defense in the first leg really, really left Bayern in a deep hole, especially in the midst of an injury crisis this is not the first time this has happened to a Bayern team this is not the last time it will happen to a Bayern team but there were so many off the field matters that affected what happened on the pitch over two legs in this tie based on today's result and considering that luck did help out byron in this one i mean the officiating was awful oh my god every time i heard the whistle blow i just thought to myself great you're gonna fall for another dive ref great but a lot of luck did go in byron's favor today psg could have been home and dry very early on had they been as incisive as they were in the first leg um over the two legs maybe maybe just maybe the result is fair and a lot of it does fall to Bayern. Take your chances. The first leg, 31 shots, 12 on target, two goals. Come on. Like, take your chances. Uh, and they conceded three. As precise as PSG was in the first leg, a lot of it did come down to just to Bayern's defending. Now, what happens because of this result? Well, this could be Hansi Flick's last game as uh, Bayern manager in the Champions League. I don't think Flick stays on. I think after this game, his frustrations will be there for all to see about Bayern's lack of depth. And his anger will be, no doubt, directed at Hasan Salihamidzic, our sporting director. I don't even know how much of this falls on Brazzo because ideally, today, Corentin Toliso could have stepped in, but he's out for the season, and that's not really Brazzo's fault. Gnabry gets diagnosed with covid after coming back from international duty. That's not something uh, uh, Salihamitri can do anything about. On top of that, the issues with the German players being tired, that is completely out of Salihamitri's hand. That is completely down to Joachim Love. So I think Joachim Love is not only um, depriving the German national team of players such as Thomas Muller, Jerome Boateng, and Mats Hummels. He's, He's really, really done the Bayern contingent in Germany no favors this time around overall you can't win the Champions League every year it sucks to go out this way it hurts to go out on away goals this is not the first time that this has happened to Bayern this happened against Atletico a couple of seasons back If for those who remember 2011 Inter Milan is a very sore point um, it, it happens, it's okay you can't win the Champions League every season but I do have to say, this is a golden generation. These types of generations come around once in a lifetime, and I think we have been able to witness, two back-to-back. This is a continuation, effectively, of the 2013 generation. Um, Just look at Bayern's records. Even when they go out, they don't go down without a fight. It's on away goals, it's after extra time, it's on penalties. It's very rare when it doesn't come down to the wire with the champions of Europe. And that just makes me a little sad because they will not be lifting the cup with the big ears this season. But the season is not yet done. There's five points separating Bayern from Leipzig in the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga race is still on and there will be so much talk off the pitch about what's going to happen with Hansi Flick. Um, I think he's probably going to leave and I think Julian Nagelsmann might be our next manager. By the way, the things are going. By the way... um the rumors that I'm hearing. But overall, for today, I really think the boys gave it their best. It wasn't enough. Again, Zane and Coman, my goodness, decision-making. Just Zane's was a headache. I really, really hope to see him improve. But then again, he probably did not expect to come back from injury from a long-term layoff and play nearly every match in a season. So this team will grow. It will develop. Some of the veterans will leave some new faces will come in but the Bundesliga is not over yet this feels like it almost feels like Bayern has played two seasons condensed into one in the Champions League they've just played and played and played ever since the mini break ended last year and um, the Champions League resumed Hopefully, the boys get a bit of a break in the summer. I know a lot of them will be on international duty, but I don't really expect Germany to go far in the Euros. And a refreshed Bayern comes back um, in the fall. For the rest of the season, it'll be interesting to see whether Lewandowski breaks Kurt Müller's record. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Hansi Flick. And for today, I guess we just have to take this one. Okay, that's it for me thank you for listening and um if you want to find us you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple Podcasts. you can catch um you can catch uh, jake at jefferson fenner you can catch um you can also catch us at the barrel blog at Tommy Adams 71 and until then I know it's not the greatest of days, but I do hope you can take solace in our win and enjoy the rest of the day.